Panther fans who want to keep pounding. The ones who want an inside look at the vault. This is this 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 is views is from Midstream. Now here's your host Lonzo Wrightsell and Rob Brown. And away we go, ladies and gentlemen. The views from Mint Street podcast is in your ear holes with a dub. The Panthers wait, get wait. the Thursday night what? victory. Yes. What? Drop the music, folks. It's a party in the Queen City. 25-15, your final as the All Blacks get the win Sweet. over the ATL last night. And may I just say, let me start off the pop with the most important thing I'm going to say. Ditch the silver helmets. We all wear black from now on. Hey, <clears throat> I, I they look good with the blue and oh man, that looks sweet. It really did. I wish I could have been there in person to see them. They look good on TV though. They looked amazing. You know what those uniforms are, Rob? Uh, undefeated. That's right. Undefeated, ladies and gentlemen. Want to know in the All Blacks? Grow some stones and make those the official home uniforms. Stones. Only blacks at home. From now on, ladies and gentlemen, we are undefeated in the All Blacks, and I love to see it. 25-15 is your final, ladies and gentlemen, as the Dirty Birds are sent back to the ATL. We put the L in ATL, y'all. <laughs> I worked on that one. Uh, big night. Big night. Big win. The NFC South stays alive, and we'll start with this conversation. We released a pod on Wednesday in which I said, look, we are going to find out official like we all projected, prognosticated, maybe even some of us truly believed that the tank was on. I did. I believe even the optimistic one, Lonzo Reitzel did on yeah, the other side yeah, of the bus. Trust, By the way, trust the process. Brown. Hello. Hi. Good to see you guys. Robin Lonzo with you again, obviously. Uh, we, we, we genuinely believe that t- trust the process meant. The process is to tank and get a great quarterback out of the draft at a tall pick. But, as I also said on the pod, players don't attempt to tank. If you want a team to tank, you got to coach it into L's, right? Like, you got to intent with, uh, with coaching to get L's. Now, my forecast for that game was throw the ball. If you want to win, throw the ball 15 to 17 times, run the ball Every other play, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, however, however many plays there are outside of the 15 to 17, you throw the ball, run the ball. I said, if you were trying to lose this game, you have PJ Walker go throw it 30 times and you run it 20, right? Well, ladies and gentlemen, let's take a peek at the box score, shall we? Let's see how that prognostication worked out. PJ Walker, 10 of 16, 108 yards, no touches, no picks. Dante Foreman. 31 carries, eggs, almost exactly the number of passes and runs that I called for. But that's not it. Let's look on the other side of the equation, shall we? What numbers did I say? If you want to lose, throw it 30 times, run it 20-25. Marcus Mariota, 19 of 30, 186, two touches, one pick. They ran the ball 25 times. Almost Lonzo. To the exact numbers that I said, if you want to win, do these numbers. If you want to lose, do do these numbers. The team that lost did the numbers I said to lose. The team that won did the numbers I said to win. Uh, Nailed it. Hashtag nailed it. My only question is going to be, Zoe, 
do we stick to that game plan next next Sunday when we're on the road at a very stout Baltimore defense? Well, yeah, I think. Well, I think you at least try. Uh, by the way, I hope uh, we're we're recording this on Friday. I hope Foreman is getting some rest. Yeah, because my man, thirty-one carries, had himself a a day. Yeah, my dude, my dude, has got to be tired today. So, I mean, going up against Baltimore, what's the key? Keep Lamar off the field. How do you do that? Run the ball. And yes, you're going to have to deal with the uh, Baltimore defense. But I mean, you see what happens when you run the ball. You win the games. That's that's what you do. Look, we've got the identity, right? You've got the identity. You go back and you look at Tampa. You now look at this win over the ATL. You've got the identity. You know what you are. You're a team that needs to run the ball 30 times. You need to throw it 15 to 17 times absolute maximum. You need to play stout defense, right? We did those three things yesterday. And we won the football game. Not just won the football game, but we are now a grand total of one and a half games back against Tampa. With the tiebreaker over Tampa. Big Seattle fans early Sunday morning, are we? Uh, If Tampa loses that game, we're a game out of the division. Halfway through the season. Game out of, if I told you preseason that at the halfway point of the season, we were going to be, actually just past the halfway point of the season, that we were going to be a game and a half out of the division, I think even I, even Lonzo, even you as a Panther fan would have gone, yeah, probably not, right? Probably not with Tom Brady, with Tampa Bay in the division. Probably not, but here we are. And the mentality, you know, it's 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 almost been, uh, it has been a roller coaster with the mentality of the approach of the season, right? Like week one, we're like, uh-oh, tank time. Week two, tank time, right? And then it was kind of up, all right? Now we go beat Tampa, and now we're, we're really high. Then we turn around and we we lose to Atlanta. Really, we beat ourselves, right? We shot ourselves in the foot. Keep the stinking helmet on. Keep the helmet on. Make your field goals. We beat ourselves. Uh, and it went right back to tank mode. Cincinnati takes us out behind the woodshed. And we were all like, oh, yeah, now it is definitely tank time now. But then you turn around. You win yet another divisional game, right? We're three and seven. All three are division wins. We have beat all three teams in the division once. And now even I'm like, maybe not, right? Maybe not. Not just because not, but because a team that runs for 232 on the day, right? Because we mentioned Foreman's 130, but Chenault had 42. Blackshear had 32. Walker and Hubbard both had 14, right? 232 total yards and a pair of touchdowns on the ground. If you can do that, you can win in the National Football League, right? Uh, Against almost anybody, uh, I'm not saying we're Super Bowl caliber by any stretch. We're still a game and a half back in the worst division in football. But the mentality is there. The identity is there provided when we come up against Baltimore in a week, in a couple of days, we do this again. I'm not saying you got to beat Baltimore, but you follow this blueprint. You follow this format and you make it a more competitive game than the Saints did against Baltimore. Then all of a sudden, I'm not super worried about a big time draft pick. I'm worried about winning football games like we just did. Well, you got what, 10 days to prepare for Baltimore? That's plenty of time to reevaluate or evaluate and do all the things that you need to do. That's a lot of time. It's also enough to, enough time for some guys who ran the ball an awful lot to get some rest and for some other guys to heal up because it's midway point of the season, a lot of people dinged up and uh, this is kind of like a bye. 
So, I mean, I mean, this is cool for them. Yeah, you got to play on a short week, but then you have a longer time to wait before the next game. And I think that works out better for the Panthers going up against a team like Baltimore, having extra time to prepare. It is, uh, it is, it is going to be very interesting. And coming up in the next segment, we'll talk a little bit more about the PJ versus Baker versus Darnold debate because it's kind of taking an interesting turn, in my opinion. And uh, earlier today, again, we're recording on Friday, earlier this morning, Steve Wilkes has already said that, quote, as I stand here today, end quote, PJ will be starting against Baltimore next Sunday. Uh, once again, which again, we will talk about the X's and O's of that coming up here in just a couple of minutes. But look, as far as celebrating this today, I think you celebrate the fact that the game plan was solid. You celebrate the fact that Deontay Foreman got his 31, that we ran for 232 and two scores. I also think you celebrate that not once, but twice in the fourth quarter, the Falcons had a fourth down, uh, not once, but twice. Marcus Mariota was sacked on big-time fourth downs, that changed the game. I think that the uh, defense tightened up quite a bit late in that game when Atlanta was certainly by no means out of it. And on top of that, uh, the kicking game was good. Eddie Panera, 4-4 four four from for, uh, for the field goals. He was a hit a, hit a 49-yarder uh, in order to, to set the game long. He had one of two on the XPs, which was kind of interesting, but... One of two of XPs, and he wasn't the worst XP player uh, in the game as Young Hoku was uh, 0 for 2 in the midst of a spot where Atlanta desperately needed points. By the way, if he hits those two XPs, we add a win in the when the opponent scores 17 or more category that has become kind of the uh, trendy thing to make fun of Carolina about. Uh, either way, for the most part, though, Every element of the game was kicking last night. The pass game was not amazing, but that's not our identity. We don't need it to be. We need the pass game to just be consistent enough to make them play the run honest. It happened last night. We benefited. The defense came up in some very big spots, held Atlanta to just one field or one touchdown on the night. I mean, or excuse me, two touchdowns on the night. I I, I don't think uh, that you can be unhappy with the performance yesterday. I think element is a key word because the elements pay, played into this also with the wind and the rain that was going on. And one team went, you know what? Throwing the ball, probably not a good idea in this. I think we'll run the ball. And the other team did not. And the team that decided to run the ball is the team that won uh, the game. There's also, a, I think down the road, we know the Panthers have an easier schedule. Here's the problem with the NFC South. The NFC, no team in the NFC South can seem to beat teams outside of the N- NFC South. So for the Panthers to do anything going forward, you're going to have to win some games like this game against Baltimore coming up. Uh, because right now, the only team that's beat you in the conference is uh, is Atlanta. And, and you've split that now. So you know you got another game coming up against Tampa. You already beat them. You already beat New Orleans. But you got to win some of these that are outside of the NFC South. And the good news about that, Zoe, is that the Carolina Panthers have, of the 32 teams in the National Football League, the 27th most difficult schedule remaining ahead of them. Listen, we got a tough one coming up on the 20th at Baltimore. But check it out after that. 
You got a bad Denver team coming to town on the 27th. You catch a break. You're at Seattle. Now, Seattle's kind of right there hovering in the middle. They've had some games that look great. We'll see what they look like against Tampa Bay on Sunday in Deutschland. But then you got the Steelers, winnable football game. You got the Lions, winnable football game. Both of those games are in Charlotte. Makes them more winnable. Then you're at Tampa, as you mentioned. We already got a win over Tampa. There's no reason to be afraid of the Buccaneers. And then you wrap up the season at New Orleans. Again, really, health has been the issue. But even when they had pretty much everybody but Michael Thomas on IR back, the Ravens went in and slapped the hell out of New Orleans in their stadium. We can run it down their throat in New Orleans as well. Honestly, you look down the last, uh, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games of the season, though. One, two, three, four of those uh, Broncos, Steelers, Lions, Saints jump out as very winnable games. Uh, you've got two of them in Seattle and Tampa that I go highly contested game. There's only really one of them, which is at Baltimore, that I go, okay, that one's probably an L if we're being uh, objective about this. There's no reason that this team can't finish as an eight-win team, and eight might be good enough to win the division at the pace that this whole division's on. It's it's so weird, but it also seems like, not to bring things down, like we're having this conversation every other week. Oh, I guess we're back to tanking. Oh, no, we still have a chance. What really helps is that the rest of the South is pretty bad. Too. Oh, it's so, the only yeah. thing that matters. Yeah, that, you know? that really helps. Again, if we're in any Someone other division, has to win the NFC South. Yeah. I believe. Uh, I was. I was on the. I, I mentioned this. I was on the the pod with the guys from the uh, Peachtree Football, the Odyssey Atlanta Falcons podcast earlier this week, and we talked about game number one. Obviously, as we got prepared for game number two last night, uh, and I told him, I said, you know that that first game against Atlanta was kind of a nice little metaphor for the NFC South, right? Another team truly, genuinely, really deserved to win that game because they both kept shooting themselves in the foot. But at the end of the day, somebody's got to win it. And that's what this division is with uh, four teams in a four-team division that are sub-500, right? Uh, now, you handed Atlanta, loss number six, right? You've got seven losses. You've got a chance to get back in and get a little help from the Atlanta Falcons because their schedule is not as easy as ours the rest of the way. They've got the Bears, Commanders, Steelers, and Saints, but then they got the Ravens, the Cardinals, and the Bucks to finish off. It's not a murderer's row, but they don't have the Lions tossed in there, right? Uh, they have got Chicago, Justin Fields popped off. What do you have? A buck 60 on the ground last week. Uh, that team looks dramatically different, even without Roquan Smith on the defense. There's some advantage here to the position that we are in. It is still, let me be very, very clear here. It is still an uphill battle to win the division, right? But as I pointed out on the pod not terribly long ago, we are a Cleveland Browns miracle field goal, a New York Giants miracle field goal, And a hot garbage BS roughing the passer call against Brian Burns on Tom Brady away, Zoe, from honestly, genuinely being. You forgot to throw in a helmet. And a helmet. Being kept on. Yeah, sure. That's another game. The helmet stays on. The bad pass interference call goes away. And both either one of those field goals. Just I'll give you, I'll let you keep one of the field goals. Either Cleveland or or New York misses season-long field goals on walk-off field goals. The Panthers are two flags and a great field goal away from being a six-win football team right now. 
right? We are quite literally, Lonzo, quite literally four decisions away from being a seven-win football team. That's what I think is so frustrating because, again, it's a bad football team because bad football teams uh, put themselves in position to allow the Clevelands and the Giants to go out there and win. Bad football teams end up in the wrong spot where one call changes it. For the record, Tampa's bad too. New Orleans is bad too, right? This is not me going, oh, Carolina's bad, and they're bad. They're bad too. Atlanta's not good either. Yeah, and Atlanta. They're just, they're you, just you not. You forgot them. I want to make sure. I don't right. want anyone to think that you've Yeah, the whole saying, NFC yeah, South yeah. is bad. But if we are being, I think, objective here, objective here, the Panthers are two walk-off field goals and two garbage penalty, well, a garbage penalty and a bad decision leading to a bad penalty away from being potentially seven and three and handily in charge of this division right now. The fact is, while we aren't good yet, Zoe, we're damn close. Well, and, and good is relative. How good are they? I, I mean, as compared to who you are in the division right now, the Panthers are one of the best teams in the NFC South, whatever that means.